Welcome to Your Other Mother, Stories of Early Queer Family Making. Today, I'm having a conversation with Jesse. Jesse was the first person I met in adulthood who was also raised by two moms. We met playing touch rugby in 2009, and our conversation spans so many amazing topics. We talk about the gender politics of growing up raised by lesbians as a man, the ways in which having two moms has shaped our personhood, and the intricacies of navigating our biological relationships. It was such an honor and a pleasure to speak with Jesse, and I can't wait for you all to listen. I, my, I mean, I can tell you a little bit about like, you know, my, my background and like how I grew up, but like, I very much grew up in a like, amongst a community of same-sex couples. Um, so like I have many people you can talk to if you, if you want, like I have a whole, I have a whole network of uh, people that, I mean, it was basically all like gay Jewish therapists. <laughs> I mean, I guess like my first question is like, how were you born and where'd you grow up? I came from a vagina. Um, the, I So I grew up in Boston, just outside of Boston in a town called Brookline. Um, it's pretty liberal, pretty Jewish. Um, both my parents are Jewish. Um, I have two moms. Um, one of them is from Minnesota. The other is from um, New York. And they met in Boston um, in nursing school. They're both nurses. Um, and so... Yeah, how is I conceived? So I have, um, I, it's me and my sister um, and both of us, one of us was from each of our moms and there's two different sperm donors. Um, and the sperm donors were both like family friends. Uh, my sister's father uh, was a guy named Bob who was a um, family friend, a gay man that lived in Provincetown and like was, I don't even know how my parents knew him, but like somehow. And then, um, so basically they like, that was my mom, Barbara, who is my sister, Gemma, her, her biological mother and, and, um, the, their genetic material went together. And then, um, yeah, my Barbara gave birth to her. And then three years later, uh, my mom, Nan, um, basically we had a friend of our family, um, named, and he was like really into the idea of like alternative families. And so he was like, oh yeah, like sure. These, you know, these lesbians like are trying to get sperm. Uh, I mean, there must've been sperm banks back then too, but like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was very like, so for me, it was, it was friends of kind of like friends and family or whatever. And then my mom's story about uh, being pregnant was she went to like the doctor's office or whatever and they like had a sperm and then they put it in her and then she just immediately went from there to a plane to Ireland and just had like a seven day drinking and smoke smoking bender <laughs> just like hanging out with her best friend in Ireland so it is get me oh that's so cool you know it's so funny you say that about sperm banks because um before I was born my mom's who lived in group lived in, lived in Seattle at the time um they had they went through this like super underground like sperm broker who was this Whoa. woman who would link up 
men with, and, and probably I'm assuming lots of gay men with lesbians who wanted to have children, but it was like super underground and very fringe. Um, so that's funny that you say that. Cause I too, I've been like really curious about the history. Like, you know, how it seems like I anecdotally, I know of a lot of experiences yeah. of people who did sort of get pregnant in a kind of ad hoc way. Right. So yeah. So tell me, I mean, I'm so curious. It's funny that you, you know, the, the Boston connection, my other friend who has two moms, she also grew up in Boston. She's Jewish. And right. she told me she had tons of friends growing up who had two moms. <laughs> Maybe I know her. Yeah. It's possible you're close in age. So what year were you born? Uh, I was born in uh, 1987. Okay. Yeah. So I'd love to hear, you know, what was it like growing up in that time with two moms and, you know, what was your community? What did your community look like or their community? I guess it's a, it's their community and yours. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's like, man, there's so many, uh, angles of that question, but let me, let me just start to, let me start to piece it apart. Um, so what it was like, it was, it was good. Um, the, uh, my, moms had a lot of friends like that are, they're still super close with and like see all the time um and they're not all same-sex couples but most of them are and most of them are lesbian couples um and yeah you know I, I don't know maybe it's like seven seven different couples or something like um maybe more kind of this extension and some of them were having kids at the time some of them weren't um, my family, um, we were kind of the first, like my sister Gemma and I are the oldest of this, like, kind of like brood of <laughs> spawn of same sex couples. Um, but you know, we're all pretty close in age. Like I think the, the youngest are maybe like, mm, I don't know, maybe like six years younger than me, something. Um, but definitely felt like yeah like that definitely I mean I don't know that I like thought about it at the time but like as soon as I kind of got older and especially after I left Boston I was just like there's such a community of people there that like like I said like they still hang out and like um yeah they're all kind of like you know I call them friends of my families but like they were like you know my aunt and uncles like we um one tiny little anecdote is very good family friend was this couple was this couple me that was same sex couple they they didn't really think they wanted to have kids when I was three uh, my house I lived in it uh, it caught fire like we had this big fire in our house and like we like got out in the middle of the night and like fire trucks and everything and so we're like well, where do we go live and so we moved in with our our oh. friends and they had like an apartment above where they were living it's so, like basically my whole family like and I like only vaguely remember this because I was like pretty young. But they like they tell the story about like how like I came in they're like you know they plopped Jesse in the bed with these two women and they like were reading me an LL Bean like catalog like that was the thing they were reading to me. But I just say that because like they they didn't have any plans to have kids and then kind of having us there they're like oh like we could have kids and now they have two kids that are like you know grown up. Um, but so I don't know I, I think I grew up very much yeah in in this community of. Of, of people um and it was I feel like like I knew that having two parents like I knew that most people didn't have two parents <laughs> or sorry most people didn't have like two parents of the same gender um but yeah I also like don't know that it was like that weird I think I thought it was weirder when I was younger mm, why do you think 
Like, I remember, I, th- I think I just remember like kindergarten, like one, <laughs> this is like a kindergartner's brain. It's like, oh, like we would have like breakfast, it's like family breakfast where like your parents could come to like hang out with you, like eating your classmates. And I would be like, only one of you can come at a time. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, don't, I don't want like, you know, see two women, just, but you just have one. And then the next week, another one shows up, like no one will catch on. Um, totally um but so I definitely like remember that like I don't know something like maybe I was like embarrassed or like knew it was different and so like that was like you know wrong or weird or just like something but I honestly don't feel like especially that like almost like hiding trying to hide it like I've like never, you know, kind of after kindergarten, I feel like the rest of my life, I'm like, I'm not trying to hide the fact that I have like two parents that are, that are women. I'm like, well, this is kind of what's happening. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just like got that people didn't really care in, in Brookline. Like, I feel like I never had any, there's never like any, like, oh, you have like two parents or like people like, yeah, I feel like there's no discrimination that I I mean there was I think my parents you know had to deal with things but like I, I wasn't I wasn't in my experience of like oh they have these hardships to go through or like yeah mm-hmm. when you were young do you recall your parents like addressing that like that like oh, our family's different or was it sort of just like it was just understood yeah I um I think, I don't remember. I mean, I don't have like a strong memory of like, we're talking about how like we have two mommies and other people have mommy and daddies. And some people have two daddies. Um, the, and gender is a construct. That was not the, con- that was not a conversation in the 80s. Um, the, I still don't really remember that. Um, I feel like, maybe like a particular flavor and this is like definitely colored like my relationship with my family and also my relationship with my mom's like probably even till today like um is like so I have my two moms and my sister and like very much like my experience like growing up was like sure we had this different family that was most pronounced not in like oh I have two moms that's weird it was mostly just like I'm the only dude around (laughs) like that was definitely like my experience of growing up like a lot of just like hair everywhere in the bathroom and just like you know razors and products and like and I'm very like oh stop it <laughs> um yeah so there's like you know, there's a bunch of stuff there but um yeah yeah I feel like when we met which I'm really thinking like I distinctly remember <laughs> it was in Phoenix at the Dutch tournament and we were like all drinking out at the bar and instant it somehow came up like you were like yeah I have two moms and I was like you know drunk off my ass and I was like oh my god and I was like literally and I was like oh my god I think I like um, okay here's my memory tell me if you remember this I was like oh my God, like, was it so hard? And you were like, no, it was so normal. And I remember being really chastened. Then I was like, oh, okay, it's just me. <laughs> but um, I think the reason I was so struck by it when you first shared that with me is like, um, you're a man. I think that was, I was like, whoa. I am? How did you surprise? <laughs> like that, I think, cause you know, I think being a girl and then a woman yeah. growing up with two moms, it was very um, like, I don't know, like there was, 
I, I often, when I was growing up, um, I would wonder like, oh my God, like, what if you were a boy, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm a child, like, what if you're a boy and you had two moms, like, it would just be so much harder. Like, I think for whatever reason, like the, the, the like, it's like homophobic idea of like tainting your child mm -hmm. with gayness. I think, um, I, you know, I, I think in, you know, homophobia affects men and women differently, obviously, but like, um, you know, femininity is so is so like you know it's the worst thing a man could be associated with right mm -hmm. because of this horrible misogyny and so i think when i was younger i thought like oh at least i'm a girl right like sure. at least i'm not a boy with two moms um so i think when when i when we first met i was like oh my god like i wonder how hard that must have been or just different too right um so that's i think when you, when you were like it was no big deal i think i was like extra shocked because i was thinking oh my god like all these ideas i had about how hard it would be if you were a boy growing up with totally. two moms um yeah, I mean, I am curious. Like, I'm, I truly, I'm not trying to like probe for like, to, you know, tell me your most homophobic and horrible experiences. Let's but, um, you know, I am curious. Like, you know, we grew up in a time when I was born in '92, so I'm mm -hmm. only younger than you. But, um, you know, it was so like the homophobia was just so and it still is but at that totally. time so so yeah. naked and in so like style. yeah like middle school <laughs> totally. middle school it was just like every single day it was a new slur a new yeah. homophobic you know commentary totally. and so I'm so curious like as a young boy as an adolescent um was did you feel like having same gender parents was like an additional layer on top of the regular homophobia <laughs> or was it just like um yeah I'd love to hear a little bit about that yeah I I think yeah, I, I I think what's hard is as I'm thinking about it is like it's hard to pull apart in a way like well what you know my experience as just like somebody growing up and as a boy growing up and as like a boy with two moms like you know maybe there's some stuff I can point to but I guess um, I just say that as kind of like context but I think for me like when I say like you know I never experienced like people like calling my mom's names or anything like um or you know saying something disparaging about my family like really like I, I don't know and maybe it's just like where I like where we were like Brookline is a very like we're very liberal very accepting like I feel like it would have been a assembly if that somebody had said something like that pointed um but I think the thing that I'm more experienced is just yeah that like I don't want people to think I'm gay oh you know or like I don't um yeah or people just like seeing like how I act and I've I've always had some flavor of being like a, a kind of like out there dude like I don't know how I would even describe myself like I'm not like flamboyant I mean parts of me are flamboyant but like you know I think I'm definitely an expressive dude and I'm like a very like loving guy and I'm like loud and like I think some of that definitely tracks with like these like you know ideas of like well that you know gay men are the men that are allowed to be loud or whatever like straight men need to be like cowboys or like never talk or whatever um so I think like I got a lot of like what's like you're different like there's something different about you Jesse um growing up and there's definitely like part of me that was like well I'm different and it's fun and part of me that was like oh I don't want to be different like I need to be something else and I think maybe the compounding piece of like having two moms was like for me I always thought like you know I get like I 
didn't have like a father in my family. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't really like know how to be a man. And so like that, I think I, I thought of often as that as like a, a deficit for me growing up as, as like, as a dude, like, well, how do I know if I'm doing it right? Like maybe I am saying the wrong thing or like dressed the wrong way or like acting differently, you know? Um, and so like trying to like figure out, I feel like, I mean, kind of all through my life, but especially in like teenage, like early teenage years, I'd say like 13 to 16, like maybe even earlier, like just like that critic, like that period of like, what is it? Who am I? What is a man? Who am like, I think like that was a lot more my immediate experience, like in my face was like, who am I and how am I comfortable and how does that relate to like my masculinity? Um, and <laughs> One other thing I'll say is like, I remember thinking as a child and I don't know where I got this idea from. Like, I definitely remember like, so my sister's dad was gay and he hung out with us when I was like growing up and I had a, I had a really great relationship. Like he'd drive down problems down and hang out with us in Boston. And we'd like have sleepovers and chat and talk. And he was very like, no filter. Like I remember there was like a, a party going on next door and we were looking at it and he was like, yes. And people may, are probably drinking in there and maybe having sex in the upstairs rooms too. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> um, but I definitely remember like a conversation about from my parents about like, well, you know, maybe you'll be interested in men or maybe you'll be interested in women or maybe sometimes you'll be interested in men. Sometimes you'll be interested in women. Um, but and I remember having the thought when I was younger, like, you know what? There's like no way I'm getting out of this family without at least being bisexual, right? And then I remember that. I remember that when I was like, I was like five or something. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, how did I knew what that is? Which I'm not. I'm I'm a straight man, and and that and that was pretty clear to me. Like, you know, as I started growing up, I was like, oh, this isn't like an ambiguous thing. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, it's so interesting, like how that penetrates your consciousness. I mean, that this is like, to me, that's like the inherent, I, like, I just, I keep going back to this idea that like being raised in a queer family is just like a fundamentally opposite experience from like the normative American and arguably global experience of like, of kinship, right? Um, at least nowadays still. And I just, yeah, it's fascinating. Like you just, yeah, like we will never know what it is like to grow up in a family with a mother and a father, right? Um, because even if, you know, I think like my sense is even for children of queers who, you know, may have a relationship with their biological, like their sperm donor and their egg donor, it's still, it still doesn't look normative, right? Oh, it still doesn't look the way there's this, too many like, people. you know, mom, dad, two, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. at least four people involved, seemingly, <laughs> two to three at least. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I am. Mm -hmm. If you care to share, if you, if you want to, um, I'm so curious, you know, uh, well, two questions come to mind. One is, did your moms from birth, you know, share with you about your birth story or was it something that you came to understand later on? And my second question is, um, I'd love to know, like, what's been your relationship like with your sperm donor and what that oh, yeah. looks like? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm happy to share all that. Um, excuse me. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. You know, <laughs> I feel like it's interesting, especially looking back, just because it's like so non-traditional. <laughs> like it's so like it, it feels like, especially as an adult, like it seems like such this at crazy ad hoc experience of like, all right, we're two women, we want to have a kid. Like, how do we do it? And um, yeah, like so. And I say that just because. So my my birth father is this guy. And he had a wife and had two other children and just like had a family and was just like interested, like, like the idea of like non-traditional family, like that's so interesting. And I think there's definitely this like idea of like, well, you know, he'll have his family and we'll have our family, but there will be this special connection between our families because like there's biology and there's like, you know, friendship and like that'll be like really wonderful and, and rosy. Um, it didn't really work out that way. Um, he, so I, for, I think lots of reasons, um, one of which was, I think my, so my, I guess like I can go from like my experience that like as a kid growing up was I knew I had a father. I, he was somebody that I would like see and hang out with. Um, up until a certain point in my life. And I can like, remember like having hangouts with this guy and like, you know, seeing my siblings, like one of my earliest memories is being at his house, watching his wife make blueberry pancakes. And like, she was holding me or my mom was holding me or somebody was holding me. I was like looking down at the pan watching blueberry pancakes when I was like three or something. Um, and then like watching one of my half brothers, I think that's what it is. Um, biological related, whatever. Um, uh, watching him like play like a Simpsons game on Super on, and not Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo. Um, so my experience was like there was this person, there was this family, there like that all felt very normal, and then it just kind of stopped. Like I stopped seeing him; he wasn't around, and I don't. My parents may have told me like, "Hey, he's not going to come by," like, but I don't really remember that. I just mostly remember like he was there, and then he wasn't. And it wasn't until I was like eighteen that I was like, "What? What was that about? Like, what happened?" Like, and and I always knew that like he was around, like he lived in Massachusetts a couple towns over, but like it was never like uh, certainly never anything my parents brought up, and it wasn't something that I brought up until I kind of was like, oh, I'm like figuring out who I am. This would be something that would be helpful for me to know about, um, which was great. I had like, that was, that was really awesome. And the kind of like piecing together was like, I, I remember I was like, basically I asked my parents like, so what happened? Um, and they, they were like, well, you know, he was around but he wasn't like, we kind of had like differing ideas of like what was okay um, around you. Like specifically, it was like, we would go see him sometimes and he was living with, so he had his like, he had his family and they lived on a property with his, his mother, my biological grandmother. Um, and she didn't know that I was uh, conceived from his sperm. And so like when I was there, I was like calling him daddy and like, you know, this is my father or whatever. And then he was like, maybe don't like, there was like a, well, we gotta be, you know, kind of like careful about that. And, and my parents were 
very much, I feel like, especially my biological mom, dad was like, if you are gonna like, let my son have his expression, you are out of his life. Um, and so <laughs> I think it was like, they, my mom was like, chop. Um, which I mean, I get, uh, yeah, but I, I ended up reaching out to him. Like I got his number from my parents and, and my, they were like, even when I was like 18, I was like, can I have his number? And they're like, uh, okay. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> you talk to him. I was like, we don't think, what do you mean? Like, what is he going to do? Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't know. Anyway. So then I called him up and it was, it was, crazy and like wonder and wonderful like very wonderful for me as like it just felt this like big closing of this loop that like I didn't even realize I was like wondering about my whole life but I was like oh yeah I was like I was definitely wondering about that my whole life did you meet in um, person or did you talk on the phone yeah it was crazy I mean it was like so I, I called him up but I remember he was 18 I'm trying to remember if it was right before I went to college, I think it was, it was either right before I went to college or right at like my first summer back. Um, but I remember I had his number, I call, I like called the number and I was just like walking around. I was like listening to a ring and then like he like picked up and he was like doing the dishes or something. And he was like, hello. And I was like, hi, this is, this is And he was like, yeah. I was like, this is Jesse. And he was like, oh, okay, Jesse who? I was like, Jesse's and he was like, Jesse's Jesse's oh, uh, hi, how's it going? And it was, you know, just like very much like, whoa, out of left field. But he was like really, really game. Like he was like all like, I'll, I, this is amazing that you called. I've kind of been like waiting for like you to reach out at some point. Like, I hope that you would. I didn't, I didn't feel like I could reach out. Like, uh, you know, just. Uh, but how, you know, who are you? What's going on? Like, how are you? So it was, it was cool. And we chatted on the phone a couple times and then we met and had dinner. And it was like, I just remember that experience of like, I met him for dinner. It was the summer after I, um, my first summer back from college. And I definitely remember because I walked from work to this restaurant and I like got there early. And I remember just like sat down at the bar and this was like before I was just like out of water and I just felt like the whole room was just like spinning around. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? This like person's gonna like walk in and my life's gonna be totally different. Um, and then he walked in, I was like, oh, I know you, this person, I know who you are. Um, and it was great. And we just like, you know, hugged and had a like, and just chatted and we had an awesome meal and then we like went for a long walk and it was like very, I don't know, it just felt very, normal I definitely saw like um not like I saw myself in him but like I saw I was like oh that's interesting like there are things about you that are different you know because we're different people and you didn't raise me but like you know half my biology is from this human being um but it was yeah it was just a very very positive experience like you know he was very open I was very open like he he definitely like was like yeah I, you know probably there's like not this like super ideal thing and also like you know, I think, I don't know, not trying to make excuses for any of it. Like I, you know, my parents did what they did and he did what they did. Um, but, you know, I think it, none of it was, you know, it all felt like ancient history in a way. And it was kind of like, and I wasn't at all like, you know, why weren't you there? Like, 
I was like, well, you're not really my father. I mean, you like are. I always always called him my father, even though he didn't raise me. Um, and then some of my like same sex friends, I was like, oh, who's the like who, who's the father you're kidding? Like, he doesn't have a father. His sperm donor. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, my bad. <laughs> I was like, this is what I call it, I guess. It's like he was the non-parent, non, I don't remember what the term was. Maybe you know. It was like something like some very like like biological non-raising parent or something. It was like not and parent maybe he wasn't in there. I was just like, that's weird. I just called my father. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So that was kind of the 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 flavor of that. And 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 I've like I've talked to him a couple times since then. Like, um, yeah, I was gonna say what what's the status these days? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I very much kind of had this idea like when I was reaching back out to him and like in that thing of like, look, you know, we can't change the past and past of the past, but like maybe we could have a relationship now and what would that look like? And what I was kind of surprised by was like, I met him, it was great. We had this like awesome conversation. I was like, oh, I'm kind of good. Like, I don't need like you to be this like constant figure in my life and not like, it was just like, I felt like it was this thing I it kind of closed the loop for me in a way. And once I had done that, I was like, cool, I'll like reach out. Yeah, if I need something, like, this is great. Um, and so wait, like one of the things that prompted me to talk to him relatively recently was when my wife and I were like getting pregnant. She's a nurse midwife. And so she was like, we need a whole biological makeup. What, what's your father? We don't know anything about that. We got to talk to him. So we had like a long conversation with him about his, his health <laughs> and his parents' health. And like, that was cool because I got to get a little bit more background on his parents and, you know, my great-grandparents on that side or whatever, my grandparents, um, who didn't know I existed. Mystery child. So intense. Did he, <laughs> did did you ever learn or did he ever share why he didn't, why he wasn't disclosing your existence when you were little? Yeah, I think, I don't remember quite, like, I think I remember talking to him about it or maybe I just talked to my mom about it. Honestly, I can't really remember, but like my recollection is it was that she, so she was Italian, like Italian American, but like, I think came from Italy and was, it was like, that was just like not a thing that you did. And so it was like very much, and I think he also had his own stuff with his relationship with his mother. And that would be like, you know, another thing, not just like, I think it would be like on top of whatever other things was happening. And so like, it was easier just to like, let's not talk about it. Let's like put it under the rug. Like how interesting that he was the kind of person who was open enough and willing enough to, to help two women create a, a family, but then, you know, in, in a very progressive way, but then also be like, Oh, I got, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think it goes to show like you can, you know, there there's still deep seated beliefs that we're all like warring against. Right. Um, well, it's, you know, it's so interesting. I remember when I asked you about your moms that you had said that one of your moms, you know, that you're biologically related to one of your moms. Um, and I have a similar situation. I'm biologically related to one of my moms and not the other. Um, but my my mom I'm related to, her sister is actually my biological mother. Um, so it's kind of like one step removed. Um, but I, so I, it's a kind of unique position to be, to have, uh, or like my, my, situation is that, you know, half of my family, I am bio-related to the other half I'm not. Um, and like, ironically, I'm actually much closer with the half that is, I'm not biologically related to than the, than the bio family. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, you know, when you were growing up, 
was, I guess something that I find fascinating is the dynamic between the, you know, the child and the, um, or I feel like something that's come up in my relationship with my moms and I'm an only child too, um, which I think there's a different dynamic there, but, um, there is this, it's never been acknowledged or spoken, but I, have often wondered if my mom, who I'm not biologically related to, feels feels some type of way about it, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. Because like I her relationship is yeah, not biological mother. Totally, and it's like it is no mark on our clo- like. I'm extremely close with both my parents, and um, but I do. It's kind of just a unique position because I am bio related to this one half of my family, and then you know I have this my biological mother too. Like there's a whole there's all, all this complexity there, and. Um, but something I've never talked, I've never talked about with my moms, but I'm wondering, I'd love to hear a little bit about like, you know, was that ever something that you, that was a discussion within your family? I mean, the fact that you had your sister have two different bio moms, I feel like, you know, kind of just lends itself to maybe having those conversations more, but I'd love to hear about what that was like. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like it I'm trying to think of like when it was like super clear, but I kind of feel like my whole life, like it's always felt very much like we have a line in the middle of our family, which is like my mom, Barbara and my sister and me and my mom. And, 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 and not because like no one can cross that line, but just cause like we have very different biologies, very different personalities, very different. Um, I don't know. Person, yeah, just personalities. Like it, the my biological mom Nan and I are both very like um, charming, outgoing, charismatic, driven, um, like control can be kind of control freaks. Like um, you know, anxiety want to like we're doers. Like we just do stuff all the time and you know burn ourselves out. <laughs> Like, you know, that's just like our jam. And my sister and my other mom, Barbara, much more on the like, um, more introverted, thoughtful. My sister definitely more like, I think of as like artistic, creative, um, emotional, um, and depressive, like definitely more like struggled with depression their whole lives. and, uh, and, you know, just personality wise, I feel like there's definitely this, like, it's always, it's, you know, especially my parents' relationship and they're not together anymore. My, my mom's now, now I have like a very lovely, I mean, they're, they're all friends. It's like, there's my mom, Barbara and my, and my mom, Nan, that's who raised me. They split up when, I don't know, I was like 19 or something. Um, and then my mom got married to another woman, Marsha. So like when I go back and they all live like within like, you know, five minutes of each other and babysit each other's dogs or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, but, you know, just the, I think my parents' relationship, like, I don't know how much it was like their relationship or just biology or whatever, but like it very much, like, I feel like is this kind of like my mom, Nan is kind of like, in in control (laughs) like there's the power and then like my mom barb was like kind of like um just more passive and then and that was always like a point of tension like man was like why are you more you know outgoing and barb was like why are you always like controlling everything 
Um, and I feel like there is, and not like my relationship with my sister is like that. Like, I don't feel like I'm like control her or whatever, like it's very different, but I, I definitely see that like, especially growing up, I mean, we've changed a lot, but I think growing up, like I was just kind of out there and she was more. Um, so, you know, I don't know that it's something we talked about as a family a lot, like, hey, let's all sit down and talk about how we're different. But it was like, you know, painted in huge block letters on the wall. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, and, and I also think my sister also like, um, it, it just, like, I do think like my biological mom and my biological dad um they're they kind of have similar personalities <laughs> and I don't know like if that is just chance if that's like that's what made them be interested in like doing this thing together um and in a way Nan, uh my sister's uh father and um and her mom biological mother um also kind of have similar things like very depressed her her father actually was close with he died he committed suicide when i was like 13 and but it had been like in a mental institution because it was just like in a psychiatric i don't know what they call it something nicer than that and yeah it was just like very very depressed like um and so yeah you know i think it's i do think like i got a little bit of a better biological shake than my sister and we're like I don't have problems like I definitely have anxiety like I you know get anxious about things but I also like direct that in a very like societally positive in way it's like oh well you're great you're successful and you do things I feel like my sister's kind of like had this like well both your parents have like clinical depression and like yeah it's just like that's a tough like biological card to be dealt um and definitely as we've grown up, I've also like seen that more and more, not just like, Gemma, why are you like, why aren't you happier? Like, oh yeah, like that's a thing um, that I think, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd like to say like that makes us closer, but I don't actually know if that, I think it might make us less close. Um, but she lives here in Portland. Do you guys hang out? Are you close? Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't like hang out all the time, but like, especially since we've had a kid, um, it's been really great because she like comes over. She only lives like a mile away or something. So she'll like come over and hang out with us and hang out with him. And Amos is like, Amos, my son, he's like, Auntie Gemma, Auntie Gemma, Auntie Gemma. It's so sweet. Like, oh my gosh. So sweet. <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh, that's awesome. That's an adorable name. I love that name. Um, that's, I mean, your sister, that's like a wow, like that's an enormous loss to have. I mean, even though like we've been talking about, obviously you're, you know, your sperm donor is not your father or like, you know, the terminology is, is revealing and it is interesting, but like, you know, it's like, he, you know, the, the sperm donor, like the, you know, your biological donor doesn't raise you in, for, you know, in many people's circumstances like ours. So, um, but it is, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a loss too. And yeah, I mean, um maybe a loss of possibility too of like what the relationship might have been yeah definitely and I, I yeah and I think it it also is like she just she didn't have a great relationship with him 
like I was like he would come and visit and I would be like finally dude like it's amazing I'd like run up and hug and I'd be so excited and I just remember her like running upstairs and like she was like I don't know if she was like scared of him or she felt uncomfortable or like whatever but I feel like they they never had like a very close relationship so I think like that was also hard like oh and now he's dead and so like you know I think there's like some guilt and feelings of like probably set up this unresolved like um yeah so something that has been fascinating me throughout this whole process is like thinking back on sort of like the legal machinations right because it's I didn't I when I was little my parents would like kind of talk about the like process of adopting me but in very high level terms obviously and as an adult I've been more interested to know kind of what actual steps were like and just like learning more about it is fascinating but also like oh my god this is so <laughs> the hoops that people have to jump through are immense um and so I'm I'm so curious you know did one of your moms like you know, what was their experience of like navigating the legal process of having legal parenthood and having, you know, I just, I'd love to hear more about that. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know all of their experience. Like what the things I know is that, so my sister and I, we were cross adopted. So like, um, you know, my biological mother adopted Gemma and then her biological mother adopted me um, and then we had like a ceremony we like went to the court and signed something and I remember being a kid and be like what <laughs> like I don't know we have a picture somewhere of us like with like you know in our probably like 90s gear or whatever I was probably like yeah it was it, it and you know and I don't know like I mean I think I think like what I've heard from my parents is like things like you know having a lot of like discussions with like the school or like when you have to like get a parent to sign something or forms that are just like mother father and then my mom be like mother 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 <laughs> um yeah and and I don't know I mean I think yeah well, it's so interesting hearing you talk about like, grow, you know, at the top talking about growing up in the community where you were surrounded by gay people um, and a lot of lesbians, because um, I actually had a similar experience. None of my parents' gay friends had kids, but I grew up around a lot of gay people and lesbians in particular, um, which is, I, I think, again, inherently a really unique experience because like most children in America don't grow up around gay people until, you know, or in, until or unless they like become adults and, you know, cultivate a queer community or come out or whatever um, for a million reasons, right? Homophobia and the closet. <laughs> but um, I'm curious to know, like, do you feel like growing up around queer people how I guess like has has that impacted the way you see the world? How did it? Do you feel like a? I think something that's really interesting is like um, straight children of queer people have a a very unique experience of the world in that they often I don't know like it's it's almost like you like inherit a queer sensibility or you inherit a sense of what it is like to exist in the world as a queer person even if you are not. Um, so I'd love to know like how that has shown up for you. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I think that resonates. Like, it's a funny thing. Cause it's like, 
I'm, I don't know, like, <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm a straight white man, like, sure, I have gay parents, and sure, we're Jewish, but like, we're eh, mostly straight and white is how people see me. Um, and maybe how I think about myself. Um, but yeah, I also think like, I don't know, I, I think, I think, I, I definitely feel like I never f feel like I can like fully claim that I'm like queer, like part of the queer community, because like, you know, I haven't had that like personal experience of like, I need to like, but it also is like, I feel, and maybe you felt this too, like, I do feel like, you know, I'm not on the other side either of like, like, I don't know, there's like a participation that I've had and an experience that I've had that does feel very unique. Um, especially of people of our age, like much more common now. And, you know, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think, I think it also is like a lot of that feels like in retrospect, like I feel like it was almost like until I went to college and people were like, whoa, you have two moms. I'm like, whoa, like that's so different. I'm like, it's not that different to me like you know it's always been that way for me and I've always been in this community of people and this is just how it's been and it really hasn't been like yeah like it's yeah it's so normalized it's like it's not like well our friends are lesbians yeah. it's like it's just like oh, whatever um and so yeah I don't know I think I think there's like um I don't know, I, maybe like just my, and for me, like an experience of like comfort. Um, I don't know, it makes me think of, maybe it's like, a, it makes me look bad, but I think it's a funny story. I'm like, I remember I was, when I, after I moved to Portland, I was like standing in line. I was outside the Holocene. I was like drunk and I was with somebody else. And I was with like some friends of a friend. I was hanging out with a friend of mine that was a lesbian, I think. And she had like some other like girl that was there was like, with like she was like you know beautiful hair was gay it was like too cool for school and she was like so I was like chatting with her and she was like clearly like not interested in talking to a dude like you know and it wasn't like chatting with like writing on her I was just chatting with her like how's it going what's going on like it's fun party on and she was just like ah like I'm and then I like was like I was like watch this to my friend or whatever and I was and just talk I don't know somehow like whatever like I like brought up that I had two moms I like slipped it into the conversation and of course she was like oh my god you do like oh that's so interesting oh my god it's so interesting tell me all about it. I just want to know about that I don't know about you who are you how where you come from I'm like you fucker <laughs> that's so funny well it's like i have not in the same context but like i had a very similar experience like maybe i was like 19 20 and i like had met this new friend a gay gal and she was like you know i incidentally mentioned that i had two moms and she was like oh my god tell me everything like what are you like how you know she just like and actually it was like because she wanted to know what it would be like when she has a child and it was extremely like sweet and tender actually in retrospect but I recall at the time being like what this is so like I just I was like tickled um because normally 
when I was growing up, the degree of interest that people would express was more like a morbid fascination of like, oh my God, you freak, tell me everything, you know, whereas this, this friend was more like, oh my God, I aspire to that life. Like, tell me everything right, totally. I want to, I wish I could right? do that. Yeah. yeah. So, it's so, yeah. That's so oh, it's totally fascinating. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, yeah, it is like even among, well, I think like something that I find amazing and cool about like connecting with other children of queers now in adulthood is like, everyone's experience is just so different, right? Like, even if there is commonality there, like, I've never met one child of queer people who, like, had the same, you know, the same exact, it's like, you know, the circumstances of your birth alone are always unique. Um, I just actually started a new job and found out that someone I work with is an, is a gay and has, has children about our age. And I'm, like, desperately curious to know what it were, like, how did you get your kids? But, like, of course, it's, like, totally inappropriate to ask in the workplace, so I'll, I'll have to wait to find out. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me a little more about that. Um, yeah. Okay. One thing I was thinking that it just came up in conversation with my partner's family. Um, when I was growing up, I always called my parents by their first names, and it was extremely normal to me. And it wasn't until I was like, I don't know, like maybe late elementary school, middle school, when I like realized that other kids didn't do that. Um, what did you call your moms when you were growing up? <laughs> I don't remember. I think I called them. I both called them, I, I called them both mom, but I think I would also call them by their names too. Um, totally, I'd be like, mom, yeah, no, the other one. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like Nan and Barbara. Yeah, I think I called them, I guess I called them mom, but I also mostly call them Nan and Barbara now. My mom got mad at me the other day. Well, not the other day. She was she was upset about me. And she's like, what is this you're calling me Barbara all of a sudden? It's like, what does that mean? I was like, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know. What are you talking about? Stop it. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a funny thing. I just, again, like one of those little things that like is totally normalized within your own family. But then like when you realize other little children are not calling their parents, like, you know, Susan and Mike. <laughs> Although it'd be funny if it did happen. <laughs> um yeah um well something I you know this is very abstract just you know something that comes to mind like um for me you know I well I grew up in Seattle till I was 10 and then we moved to Southern California and that's when like my experiences of like just her rampant homophobia and like just ter- you know lesbophobia really turned up to 11 um and so for me, like, I feel like my childhood was very marked by feeling like deep shame and humiliation and like wanting to hide. Yeah, like this the hiding that you mentioned earlier actually really resonated with me because I felt like I and I actively did to try to hide. And there's only so much hiding you can do, right? When you're like parents are visible to other children in school, like a school. Yeah, a school, a school child could only hide their parents so long. But um, despite all that, I've always felt just like this profound sense of like being kind of special, I guess, or like I, I've always, um, cherished how special and unique my family is. And it's something that is like, I just feel like indelibly marked me, you know, whenever someone's like, tell me about yourself. I always want to be like, well, I have two moms (laughs) just because it's like, it's been so foundational to like my selfhood and kind of how I think about myself for better or worse. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I guess I just like, you know, is there, when you think about like having two moms, like how does it make you feel? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like that what you just said, like last couple sentences, I like, totally resonates with me. The like, um, and I think, I think about it, I especially think about it now having a son, but I think about it as like the man I got to be, <laughs> like I get to be in the world, like this kind of a human being, man. Like I don't know if like this is how it would have been if I had a mother and a father or whatever configuration. But I feel like there is a level of freedom <laughs> in like who I am and who I get to be, especially like as a man that I think definitely when I was like growing, I definitely like in college, like I feel like that was where I was like, oh yeah, like I, there's like something really different and really positive that like I have that many people that I'm interacting with don't like just like a level of like freedom and comfort and like, um, yeah, being expressive and being out there and being like love, like being really loving, like all over, just loving, loving with men, loving with women, like having great friendships, like, um, and being very physical with them, like being all over them and hugging them and kissing them and it not being like, I feel I've had many, <laughs> this, I've had like, Jesse, are you sure you're not queer though? I'm sure. Are you sure? I, I've had many people be like, I've like started dating people because they're like, well, I just assumed you were really into me. I was like, I was, I was just like hanging out with you. You're just my friend, but sure. If you want to start having sex, we can do that too. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, but um, the, yeah, I think, I think that has been a really wonderful journey and like, and especially because I think like it kind of came from like backing it up to like, you know, when I was, pre-pubescent or in start puberty like being and I think maybe this is like everybody but being so insecure about like my masculinity like am I ever going to be able to be a real man am I ever going to figure that out because like how could I possibly like I don't know I have to like figure it out from tv or something like I don't like I don't have a I don't have a role model like um how did you figure it out and I don't want to interrupt you but I'm curious yeah, I think, I mean, I think it was a process. Um, I think, I definitely like feel like there was like lots of like bits and pieces. Like, you know, I didn't have a father, but I also, especially when I was like getting towards that age, I felt like I like definitely was like, I want to hang out with older like men. <laughs> like I want some like older dudes to like give me some wisdom and to like, I feel like there are a variety of different men that have been in my life or come in and out. And I've just like learned a ton, like my, my uncle. So my mom's, my biological mom's sister's ex-husband, <laughs> like my mom's sister was an alcoholic. And so like, she wasn't really around a lot, but then like when her and her husband divorced, like, you know, by all my cousins lived with the father. And so we were really close and like, I just hung out with them all the time and like so I feel like there was like that slice like I feel like I got a lot from my uncle there's another friend of our family that we had who is um he was the sperm donor for those friends um that like we went and moved in with after the fire like he was their sperm donor and also their friend um but him and I ended up having a really close relationship and then like I'm still really great friends with him and so I feel like I kind of like, it was just like, I need some, I need some people. I'm going to go get them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like acquire them from the social circle or whatever. Um, 
but also definitely iterating on like, I very much, I mean, I remember having the idea of like men are tough and are like strong. And like, I remember like a very big thing was like, I don't want my mom to kiss me anymore. Like, don't kiss me. Men don't let their mothers kiss them. Um, you know, I think like I saw one of my friends and his mom would try to kiss him. He was like, oh, mom. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, if he's doing that, like maybe I need to do that. Uh, so definitely, definitely a, a process, I think. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I also, you know, my parents are also like, you've always, they tell me I've always been just like out there, but I don't know, maybe, maybe I just didn't get totally beaten down by society or whatever. And no, I mean, it sounds like you pretty like, I mean, from my perspective, um, I think that's why, like I said, like I was so taken aback when you were like, it was great having two moms. Cause I was just so, I think I've been so um, like, I will project onto, or, or I assume that because, and I shouldn't, you know, it's like, I had a beautiful childhood. Like I'm super lucky. My moms are incredible. And it's, it was nothing by their doing that it was just this, you know, a toxic homophobic society we were all living in. Um, but for me, it was like overwhelmingly hard, I would say. Um, and so I'm so like buoyed to hear you, you know, share this, like, I mean, to me, it's like, it's so I'm like jealous, (laughs) you know, or or I'm, I'm so like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so happy that other children of queers like get, got to have that experience, even in that time when there were so few of us. Right. Um, Or it was so hard for our parents and they had to be so intentional and they really had to fight to like have families that they wanted. Right. So um, I think it's awesome. And, and it is, I mean, it just goes to show that like, man, Boston, something there was, Boston was just paradise for, for lesbians. My God. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it still is, but, and and it's funny, like some of my parents' friends who their lesbian friends who had kids who are like much younger than me also lived in Boston. So like, that was one of the only other families growing up, um, like other, you know, family I knew where two women had had a kid, but he was like, you know, 10 years younger than me or something. So it was like, you know, not a peer. Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, not gonna happen. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think I'm, yeah, I'm. I love hearing about your experience because it's so, yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, oh, I dream of what it might, might have been like. But at the same time, you have, you know, it's not like you were immune from the homophobic experience. Those, you know, almost like secondary, secondhand homophobia that we seem to have both, you know, had to navigate. So, yeah, um, totally. Yeah. And I, I, sus- I suspect that's still the case, but I do. I'm, I'm so curious. Something I really want to explore is like talking to some maybe like gen z age people or even like you know someone who's a teenager now just to know because it seems like maybe it's my skewed perspective but i do feel like um in you know progressive cities in the u.s like queer people queer youth are having such a radically different experience of um i mean and then again so all that is the backdrop of like this just virulent backlash against the barest modicum of rights for queer people obviously so (laughs) But, you know, it is interesting. That's why I wanted to, you know, in doing this podcast, like really talk about, talk to people around our age or like, you know, who were growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. because I think there has been a profound sea change in the past 30 years. Um, are there so people, I mean, there must be people that are older than us too, that have had queer parents. I'm like, where, do they exist? <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> okay, I'm so curious. Yeah, yes, so... My buddy, my buddy who grew up in Boston, who wrote a, you know, wrote a book about 
Children of Queers, she, I think the oldest interview subject was like 40. And this was maybe five years ago. Um, so yes, they, they are. But I think what it largely is, is it's like people who are children of like, you know, a man and a woman got married, had a baby, and then got divorced. And then one of the parents came out, right? Um, which I think is like another common way in which like queers would have children. But um, but yeah, like in the, there, there seems to have been this like, like the tipping point, there was a tipping point by which like all of a sudden, you're not all of a sudden, but at some point in late 80s, early 90s, like lesbians in particular were like, I can do this. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, something I'm also fascinated by that's in your story as well is just like this, um, the relationship of gay men and gay women in making families. There's, there is a profound nexus there. Um, and it's really, you know, it's like a nice moment of solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> one moment of solidarity <laughs> yeah. gay men being like i'm gonna help you out sis yeah well is there anything else you want to share that we didn't talk about or you know other thoughts just thoughts too about you know other like avenues to explore or things that come to mind um yeah i i mean i think i definitely feel like it's made you know it's like such a part of who I am having had queer parents and in not you know not in a way that like I think about all the time <laughs> but it's just like it's just who I am and like I said like I don't know if I would have been different who knows how would you ever know um but um yeah I, I think it's I think that's um it's interesting and it's um lovely and I really appreciate um yeah I just appreciate how like much how how loving I get to be in my relationships and in, and in my life um with people and I feel like that um I don't know it, it's uh not it 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 would be I just feel like people would be much happier they could feel more loving like feel more expressive Absolutely. of their love and let people love them a little more. And I, you know, I almost think like, and I don't like, you know, we're all different human beings, but like, it's something my wife and I talk about. Cause like, I'm like, she's like, gets annoyed with me. Cause I'm just like all over and just like, ah, give me some space. I'm like, but I love you. And like, let me kiss you and hug you and like touch your butt and like tell you how wonderful you are. And like, and she's just like, I need space. And I'm like, why won't you let me love you? Uh, and we joke about it. And it's like, we just have different ways, you know, it's different and like, um, and I don't know how much that is like, I, you know, she just had a very different childhood than I did. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like who I, who I am, I guess, <laughs> better for worse. Um, but I, but I think, you know, in a, in a really wonderful way, it's something I've come to love. Absolutely. Do you think it's because, oh, this is just a thought. I wonder if it's part of that is because, um, your parents, they, 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 they chose, they wanted to have children. They want, they, they on purpose had to go out of their way to get, to have a child. And so part of me wonders is just like, is there inherently, um, like, that's just, you know, that's not how everyone comes into the world. Right. So people come into the world in relationships, uh, where their parents didn't actually want to be a parent, um, you know, children of straight people. And I, that's something I wonder about, like inherently, 
within families of children of queers, like there, there was a huge degree of intentionality there and your parents really wanted you. And um, not that that like, you know, cures all ills, but I, part of me wonders if it, if it just lends itself to like, there's just an atmosphere of great love there because your parents love the hell out of you and wanted you to bring you into this world so much. Right. And they had to like work their asses off to make it happen. So yeah, I, I just, that's, that's like, I wonder if there's something there. Definitely. I, I totally think so. And I think, you know, and I also, and this isn't like with my wife and I, but I also think about like, there's probably an economic thing too, which is like, you know, for women, I guess it was like a little easier, but definitely for gay men, it's like, it's expensive if you're going like, to get a surrogate. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think there's like a, you kind of have to have some kind of financial stability in order to do that. Like, it's just a barrier. Um, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I know that's something I, I mean, thinking about the legal issues, it's absolutely like, um, something that I've been thinking a lot about is how like the only other people I know who are children of queers are white and largely upper middle class. And I think that's reflective of the type of women, you know, or like, do if, you know, mostly it's people, gay moms who are able to have children. Cause you have, you absolutely had to have some degree of resources, right. To, to jump through the hoop. So, um, yeah. And obviously that like, takes away one degree of like <laughs> stress from from the family dynamic such that you know maybe you could have a happier childhood <laughs> but yeah well thank you so much jesse for sharing everything you have i really appreciate it i seriously it's been awesome to hear about your experiences and i really appreciate your willingness to share uh, wonderful well thank you for for asking me it's been been great to chat I'm so grateful to have gotten to speak with Jesse and to get to know him a little better through our conversation today. Until next time.